So we are in a series called 40 Days of Prayer, and we've been praying for 40 days. So that's pretty cool. Uh, at least my, I've only been praying for 20, so we got, uh, we're, half, we're halfway through it, okay? But um, it's been an exciting time. I hope you've gotten as much out of going through that book as uh, I have. Um, it's just been um, uh, a real joy and a real treat for me. This week, what we're going to be talking about is the idea of learning how to pray all through the day learning how to pray all through the day, and uh, I'll need Anthony to go with those slides. That'd be awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, but I wanted, I wanted to read something to you before we get started. Somebody asked me today, he said, are you going to read out of an actual Bible? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, leave me alone, because I normally use technology. Here, here, here's what it says in uh, Ephesians chapter 6. The Apostle Paul is writing this letter to this church in um, uh, the Ephesians, and he says this, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Doesn't that sound awesome? Don't you just want to be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might? And he's, here's what he says. This is how you do it. You put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. He says it again, therefore, take up the full armor of God that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. He says, stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation uh, of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, take up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming missiles of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And then it says this. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. Isn't that amazing? Go ahead to the next slide. So this is a KC-135. It's a plane that my, uh, one of my best friends, Kevin, uh, flew in the Air Force. And uh, it's just a pretty amazing. Uh, I know we have some engineers here and people in aerospace, and so it, it, it's pretty cool. But this always blows my mind. Like every time I see this picture, it's like it has to be Photoshopped. Because I can barely even like gas up my own car. Right? And this thing's flying at who knows how long, and they stick this little nozzle down there, and it's not like he can just show up and like, you know, like put out his credit card, like, oh no, my credit card. Like, he, like there has to be communication going on here. And I was thinking about this idea of like this, this idea that we're supposed to have the full armor of God on and we're supposed to be so victorious and all these things. And I, I was thinking about the breastplate of righteousness and, you know, I'm, you know, you got the helmet of salvation, you got the sword of the spirit. You're just like, you're just like in battle. You're ready to go. And if I were the enemy, how would I, how would I attack you? You got all this stuff. You have the the sword of the spirit? Like, what's, what's, what's your enemy supposed to be able to do if you know how to wield that thing around? That's frightening, okay? He would get in the way of your communication. Everything you see here 
is shrouded in communication. If you're in some type of a battle or whatever, and uh, it doesn't matter how well equipped the army is, if they can't communicate with one another, if they don't know when supplies are coming, if they don't know any of the things that they're supposed to know, it doesn't do any good. So I started talking to my friend about all the communication that goes into this process. He said there could be as uh, many as three planes talking to you at the same time. And you have to be able, you don't go, what was that? Come again? Huh? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. You gotta be, you gotta be on it. And they communicate with each other and they communicate with all this ways. But the number one communication that would stop all of this from happening is if they couldn't communicate with air traffic control. Air traffic control is the brains behind the operation. They're the ones that say, go to this height, go to this height, go over here, watch out for here. They're looking at everything, they can see everything. And you have to be in constant contact with them. As a matter of fact, uh, if they're flying over the ocean and they're up super high, they have to shoot the, I don't know how they do this kind of stuff, shoot the communication and have it bounce off the atmosphere so that it could it reach the plane. Because the plane needs to know, are there other planes around? Are there other planes flying at me? Are there other planes? And, and so they have to be in constant contact with air traffic control. And here's the point I'm going to try and make this morning that I hope I can make in the next um, two and a half hours. Uh, no, I'm just playing. All the new people are like, oh gosh, I can How do we sneak out? Uh, no, in the next 35 minutes or so. So uh, is that your heavenly father is your air traffic control. Your heavenly father is your air traffic control and you need to be in constant communication with him. When, when this plane takes off, it doesn't take off unless it, has, it, it submits a flight plan to air traffic control. Then that flight plan gets approved. And then it sits and it waits and it waits and it waits until air traffic control says it can take off. And then when it takes off, air traffic control tells them how high to be. They have to stick with the flight plan unless air traffic control gives them the ability to change it. And you better have a good reason why you need to change it for air traffic control. When you get into an emergency, uh, you tell them, that you, yeah, I, we're in an emergency. And then air traffic control, you, you get all the attention to make sure that they can get that plane landed. But it's constant, it's constant, and it's constant. And it's air control towers handing off to other ones, handing off to other ones, handing off to other ones. So this morning, what I'm gonna do is teach you how to pray all day. You're like, wow, how, how do I do that? And so uh, first I wanna show you this one, ver the verse I just read. It, this, is, this is the one that ends with the, um, all the armor of God. So you have all this armor on, all this spiritual armor to battle, and this is how Paul wraps it up. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. There's seven things that he gives us in just this one little verse. Pray in the Spirit. In other words, use the, uh, be guided by him. It was interesting, as my friend Kevin was telling me all the different things that the air traffic control people say to each other, there's like this other language. <laughs> like, like I, I, I was like writing it down. And also, uh, 
if you're watching, Kevin, and I've butchered this entire thing, I apologize. Um, but uh, there's all these different languages and all this sort of certain protocol. And you, you're led by the air traffic control. And in the same way, we're led by the Spirit when we pray. Maybe this has happened to you. I know it's happened to me many times. I'll be praying about something. And all of a sudden, something else comes into my mind, like completely different. Maybe it's an image of somebody that I haven't seen for a while. Or, and I think, man, that, that might be God. So I just kind of get led to start praying for that, to just see, is God, is that you prompting me to pray? Be led in the Spirit. And on all occasions, on all occasions, when, when you begin your commute, during your commute, when you end your commute, when you get to work, all these different things, all occasions. And then with all kinds of prayers... So you can use all sorts of different kind of prayers. You can, you can open up the book of Psalms and just take one for your prayer for the day and just begin to recite it. And these are all different kind of prayers. And also requests. God might be leading you to pray for something that you want. He'd, like we've said in the last couple weeks, it doesn't matter what you pray for. God likes to talk to his kids. And so you can pray for a new job. You can pray for a car if you want. He's going to do what he's going to do, but in the process of that, your relationship with him becomes richer and it becomes more um, instantaneous, more uh, spontaneous. All kinds of prayers and requests. Your physicality, your sexuality, your finances, your emotions. You can talk to him about all that stuff. He doesn't have this, you know, you don't have to use thous and these and... Who even knows what beseech means? I don't. Uh, you know, like I, I, would, I don't use that word ever. Uh, and I don't use it in my prayers. With this in mind, be alert. Be alert. This is really important. Even though it's air traffic control and they know what they're doing and it's, they, they tell you where to go and it seems like they have it all under control, you are still responsible to pay attention to what's happening. You still have a visual that you need to keep in the back of your, uh, that you need to keep up on. All kinds of prayers. Be on alert and always keep praying for all the Lord's people. It's not just about you <laughs> in your prayer life. So how, how do we go about praying all day? Well, we have a couple options. The first option is that we just pray continuously. And um, I don't know if that comes up, but... Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, this is what I was going to do. That's right. I was going to teach you guys two memory verses that you're going to learn right now, and you'll have them. It's just 1 Thessalonians 5.16, pray always. 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray continually. Rejoice always, pray continually. You got it? Rejoice always, pray continuously. Continually. Ready? Here we go. Okay, go. Oh, man, it's up there. You guys cheated. Gosh. Dang it. Sneaky. Rejoice always. Pray continually. So how do we pray continually? Go ahead. Go ahead to the next one. I think that, that's it. Two ways to pray throughout the day. So one is to literally pray continually. Okay? And so you're just kind of inviting God into everything you do, and that's completely appropriate. God, I'm putting on my shoes. I think it's going to be a tough day today. Uh, uh, I hope I don't yell at that person again. I hope, you know, you can guard my heart and guard my thoughts, and, and you kind of just weave it in throughout your day, and that is, that is good, but I'm going to teach you one other way to do this, and it's to 
schedule your prayers. To schedule your prayers. So that your day dictates when your prayers are. The things that are most routine in your day become calls to prayer. So uh, this Psalm uh, 119, 164 is um, seven times a day I come before you. They used to have sounds that would come at certain times during the day and it would be a call to prayer. And um, it's been going on for hundreds of years, these calls to prayer at certain times in the day. And so what I want to do for us today is to take the Lord's Prayer and to unpack it over an entire day. I want to take the Lord's Prayer. It's one that even if you're just new to the faith or you're, you're just testing Christianity out for the first time, there's a really good chance that you've heard this one before, and um, I, I just uh, I, I want to end up unpacking it so that you can start your morning, because everybody in the morning wakes up, hopefully, right? So, so there's something that automatically happens, and you put, you bring God into it. Most people have breakfast, or at least a cup of coffee, or four cups of coffee, um, and, and so there, there's, there's that. There's, most people have lunch. Most people, you know, have a commute and all these things, and we're going to tie all these things together. So go, go ahead to the next one. Using the Lord's Prayer to pray through the day. One, get up with gratitude. The first thing on your mind as you get up is our Father who is in heaven. You're getting this understanding that my life my life in Christ, my life with God is something that should be grateful for all that he has done for me. And even further than that, being grateful for things that we just get used to. We become, we be, that, that rejoice always, pray continually. Rejoice always, pray continually. That rejoice is a really big deal. And I think sometimes for us, and you can correct me or write me a strongly worded email or what have you, um, I think America is just soft. <laughs> Maybe I'm just, it's just me. But I started thinking, okay, because I spent, I spent 10 days in Kenya with uh, my friend Fraser, and um, it's just amazing how much I take everything for granted. So this morning, I was going, okay, this morning, I'm going to practice what I preach, because I'm preaching. And so I'm going to see, like, what, what can I be thankful for, grateful for? Do you know what? I have this thing at my house. You're not even going to believe it. I probably shouldn't brag. Okay. <clears throat> but it's kind of a big deal. You turn these knobs and water just starts coming out. Like you don't go to the well. You don't get a bucket. You just, you just turn them and you, you, it takes a little bit, but you start controlling them because sometimes, you know, if you're not careful, it might get too hot or too cold, but you can dial them in to just be perfect. And then you just sit in front of it like that. It's probably a, not that great a word picture there. Uh, <laughs> running water. Like I can just go to my fridge and go water, please. Running water. You know what I was super happy for today when I started thinking about it? Soap. I just think soap is fantastic. It just gets you clean, all this kind of stuff. Well, I have a heavenly father who, is, who loves me 
and allows me to be in this environment where I have running water and soap. I should have so much gratitude. You know what else I was happy for this morning? Shoes. Some people don't even have shoes. I have like a lot of shoes. (laughs) I started counting them in my mind. I'm like, oh, that's not gonna come out good. To get up with gratitude. I get to wake up next to a person I love with my whole life right? If you're single, you get to wake up in an empty bed, and you get the whole bed to yourself. So that's a good thing of gratitude, too. So, you know, it can come both ways. But like just those things, the things I don't even think about. Get up with gratitude and just begin to start my day with, God, I'm just so thankful. I'm thankful for my little dog. Like God created a dog, and then I get to hug it and sing songs that I make up on the spot right there. It's disgusting. Let me see this, this verse here. What do you have that you did not receive? What do you have that you did not receive? And I know it's very difficult for us because as entitled people, we tend to think we got all the stuff we have, that we earned all those things, that we, well, who, who gave you the job? Oh, I got the job myself, okay. Well, who gave you the hands? Ah, see that? Carl Sagan said one time, if you want to make something from scratch, First, invent the universe, okay? Uh, he, he meant it for science, but it's like we can go back as far as we want. Who breathed life into you? God created you. Go ahead to the next one. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights where there's no variation or shifting shadow. Every good thing, even the ability. Think about this, not to get too wacky. Even your ability to experience pleasure is just bred into you. It's designed, even the ability to appreciate, that's God-given. Otherwise, you could just be a robot. Everything you experience that's good, God gets credit for. Get up with gratitude. Get up with gratitude. Go ahead and next one. Two, bless his name at breakfast. (laughs) Bless his name at breakfast. Hallowed be your name. Now, you know, I don't know how you start off your prayers. Um, you know, dear God, maybe, you know, dear God or uh, Lord or Jesus. Um, but with just taking a little bit of time on the internet, God has over a hundred names. So you could literally spend a hundred days in a row just calling him something different. Jehovah Jireh. That's, that's God, my provider. God, you could just at breakfast, just, and again, this isn't 20 minutes, 30 minutes. You just say, God, I'm so thankful that you are Jehovah Jireh. You are my provider. God, I'm so thankful. I just want to bless you for being Jehovah Shalom, my peace. And Lord, I pray that during the day today, as I move through the day and I, you know the meetings I have and the papers that are due and the, the things I got going on, God, I just pray that I would experience Jehovah Shalom in my life, that part of your name today. Over a hundred names for him that, uh, that we can uh, rest upon. And so uh, this idea that at breakfast we bless his name, so we get up with gratitude, we begin to look around and see wh- what I can experience. I have, I, I'm, I've got my health today, thank you God for that. I've got this, I've got that, I've got family. And then we move into breakfast and we begin to bless his name. 
I love saying the name Jesus. I don't know why, but it gets me all emotional, and I just love Jesus. And so uh, a lot of times when I pray, I just pray, man, Jesus, just bless your name, and thank you for being who you are that I can even worship you from. You were sinless. You, you had all the qualities of a man, and yet you were sinless. Jesus, help me to be a Jesus at work. Let me be a Jesus in my home, Lord. Help me to do that. Just bless your name. Go ahead. Uh, next. Every day I will bless you and will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and highly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. Blessing his name at breakfast is uh, you'll never end <laughs> because his greatness is unsearchable. You know, you can talk to him about the fact that he's been around forever. That and just begin to go, man, God, how in the world? Like, we're so temporal. Like, how, how, did, how did you do that? It, you, it's amazing. How did you create the world? And again, not to get super controversial, but if you're old earth or you're uh, young earth or whatever, however he did it, I don't know how he did it other than he did it. And I can look into creation and bless his name because of what God has created, how we work, how I can see the gift of sight. I can bless his name. Go to the next one. And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. And so we call God our king. It's one of his names. We call him our rock. We say that we can hide in the shadow of his wings. We call him our Lord, our Savior. We call him the Almighty. What name would you do at breakfast that would say, Matt, I, I want to put my trust in you. You have not forsaken me ever, ever, ever. Go ahead. Three, and this is a big one. This is a big one for me. Um, it's kind of a little tongue twister. I didn't have enough room to put it. But at, at mid-morning, so you've, you've, you've gotten up with gratitude and you've, had, you've blessed his name at breakfast. At mid-morning, we remember what matters most. Whew, I said that. Mid-morning, we remember what matters most. And this is super, super important because after you get up and you have breakfast and you, you, you start on your commute or maybe you just get, you've gotten to work already, isn't it easy to lose track of what's important? You've got a meeting You've got a Zoom call or whatever. You've got something that's due. You were hoping that person would be sick all week long, but they actually got better early, and they're at, they're at work, and you walk in, and you're like, oh, man, shoot. I specifically prayed that they'd be sick, and now they're, now they're not. I thought I was blessing his name for that. I got up with gratitude. They're not going to be at work today, and they're there. And then you remember what matters most. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Not my will be done. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let me just tell you as a pastor, this one's tough for me. Because I'm, I'm really into my will. <laughs> I'm really into what I want to happen. And when it doesn't go my way, it feels like a loss. Okay, because I love to be in control. And what do we say at Living Spring all the time? I never have been, never will be, and am not ever going to be in control. It's just we, we're not going to be in control. But, but if we can set some time aside at mid-morning, somewhere just before lunch, where we say, God, 
I got the majority of the day left. Let me make some corrections. Let me figure out what, what is it. It's better that that person is actually at the office and I'm Jesus to them. That is the kingdom of God coming from heaven to earth. What it's saying is, I don't want to wait for heaven in order to experience what God might have for me now. I, 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 I might not want to wait for heaven before experiencing Jesus now. And so inserting him into my day, inserting him into my speech, inserting him into uh, all the things that God would have for me, remembering what matters most. The kingdom of God is what matters most and your participation in it. And so we, at mid-morning, we remember what matters most. Go ahead and look at this. Jesus is going through this thing. He's basically telling them not to focus on a whole bunch of things. So they're like, hey, he says to them, to the people he's teaching, look, don't worry about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, all, all those different things. He says the pagans search after those things. Your heavenly father knows you need them even before you ask. He says, you really want to change your life? You really want peace in your life? But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all those things will be added to you. All the things you were looking for in things, you will experience in, in seeking after his kingdom. Go ahead to the next one. List my needs at lunch. Give us this day your daily bread. So I've gotten up with gratitude. I've blessed his name at breakfast. Uh, I've had mid-morning remembered what matters most, and I'm my, trying to keep my mindset focused on that. And then it's lunchtime, and you've got to feed yourself um, but you can also feed your soul. And so this is where you're just sitting down. Again, if you have a business lunch or a meeting, you know, don't do it then. Um, you know, th this is flexible. Um, that would be awesome. You're just about to sign the deal and you're like, God, I pray for that new car as this deal goes through. No, that wouldn't be good. Uh, give us the stare, daily bread. So you, you can, this is where you can just start, begin to ask God what, what you need, and it can be anything. And what I love about this, it says, give us this day our daily bread, not give me this day my daily bread. There's a sense of community. And so what I might pray during something like this is, God, I pray uh, for those that call Living Spring their home. I pray that today in some way, uh, you would meet them in a really cool place. They'd experience you in a way they didn't expect. Uh, and so I'll pray that, I, I, I pray that we'd all just be given that daily bread, that, we'd, that daily touch of the Spirit of God. I might pray something like this. God, um, you know, we look at all those prayer cards, and for those of you who write your prayers on that, just a reminder, we pray for those every week, every single one of them, okay? And if you're, if, like Jonathan said, if you're at a place where you're, too scared to write your prayer request at because you're afraid someone's going to see it, you just click pastor only and uh, those just go into a whole separate thing and only a pastor will see those as well. And then just one last thing. Um, you're not going through something that would be new. Like, so don't let shame or embarrassment stop you from getting prayer, okay? Um, we're, all, we're all on equal, equal footing. But we can pray for anything uh, for, for this day, our daily bread. God, I, I have this bill. I can't pay it. I pray that somehow it gets paid. God, I have this neighbor. I don't, I don't 
like know how to approach him. Give me a way to approach him. God, I, I'm single and I'm afraid of being alone and so help me to get my stuff together so that I'm this type of spouse that you would want to introduce <laughs> to another person, right? It's like, give us a stare of daily bread. Look at this one that Jesus says. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Now, again, you think... There's a little phrase here. It doesn't say, whatever you ask, will I do? Whatever you ask in my name. And so there's this sense that as we communicate with the Lord and as we begin to go in our to-do list, I trust him enough to, to mold my thought patterns, to mold what I'm asking for so that it matches his will. And then he's happy to do it. And that could be a, anything, right? But we, we, we list our needs at lunchtime, go ahead to the next one. Second Peter, seeing, uh, that's good. What? That's good. Seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. We can ask him for anything. He's, he's granted us everything pertaining to life and godliness. And so we can ask those things. Okay, and then to the Philippians 1. Be anxious for nothing. Isn't that tough? Man, that's tough. Well, how do I not be anxious for anything? Well, in everything, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. If you are anxious, we say this here all the time, every anxious thought is a call to prayer. Every anxious thought is a call to prayer. Oh, boy, Lord, I gotta go to the doctor. They're gonna run some tests. Oh, I don't know. What if, like, God, you're in control of my health i'm just gonna just i pray that i get a clean bill of health but if not i just have to put this at your feet and so he says instead of being anxious worry about it i have a little joke to myself it's just my own personal joke uh you need to you can worry but you have to pray more than you worry okay that's my now it says don't worry so i'm probably disobeying god but 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 I, if I haven't been praying about it at all, I have no business being anxious about it because that's not the way it goes. So go ahead to number five. Ask for forgiveness in the afternoon. Why in the afternoon? Because you've probably done some stuff, you know? It probably hasn't been a perfect day. Even if you got up with gratitude and you blessed his name at breakfast and you did the mid, you know, remembering what matters most, uh, Ask forgiveness in the afternoon and forgive us our sins as we also have forgiven those who sin against us. I will add this too. Maybe you're perfect and you don't need to ask for forgiveness and you just want to focus on forgiving those who sin against you because sometimes that's even harder, isn't it? When someone sins against you, when someone's treated you poorly at school or at work or in your own home, or in your neighborhood, or whatever, it becomes difficult to do that. But by the afternoon, you probably would have had some phone calls. You probably would have gone through some things. If you're a teacher, you would have had some students. And the thoughts, if you could get into your head, would not be good. Criminal, probably. Uh, and it's time to go before God and ask for forgiveness. And all you're doing is saying this, look, God, I... I want to be on the right path because I know your path is best for me. If we go back to the KC 135, sometimes what would happen is they'd get to a place where, like my friend Kevin said, there's nothing scarier than not seeing land when you think you're supposed to see land, <laughs> right? Like 
you're lost. And so you, you need to call and get a vector from uh, air traffic control. Uh, you know, you need a vector, Victor. Um, that was from a movie. Anyway, uh, and so uh, you, you ask for a vector. You say, I, I need to get back on course, back on track. Because your flight plan, the one that you approved, is the one that's best for me. And so I tend to, in my life, veer off of whatever the flight plan is supposed to be because I want to look at something over there. Or I want to experience what it's like to fly higher or lower or whatever. And if you're not in the right place, it can do harm to you and to those around you. He was talking to air traffic control one time and he could hear the, uh, another plane uh, was approaching. I think they're heading into Turkey. And... Um, uh, they let this other plane land first. And so um, they said, Where, you know, what's your altitude? And the guy you know, says what his altitude is. And so, uh, so Kevin was like, it was like 7,000 feet above where he was. But that pilot either couldn't read his controls or whatever, and he saw, he saw a parting of the clouds and an engine and a, and a um, uh, wing. And he like pulls back on the throttle and like, you know, it's like a huge plane. It's not like you're, you know, you know flying a paper airplane. And he, he like pu- pulls off and, it, well, what happened? Well, they, their vectors were wrong. They, he wasn't where he was supposed to be. And the same thing happens for us. If we're not where we're supposed to be, we do ourselves harm, we do others. Look what it says here. I acknowledged my sin to you and my iniquity I did not hide. I said, I will confess my transgression to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Imagine every afternoon, clean slate. (laughs) We just go before God. I handled that conversation really, really dumb. Would you forgive me now? He might also say, oh yes, I will, my precious son. Now go back and apologize to them as well. And I'm like, that's not a good idea. I need a new vector, Victor. Uh, I'm not going to do that. And so that, that, that happens. Go ahead, and, go ahead and do the next one. So he asks, we ask God to help you make wise decisions. So this is for your drive home. We ask God to help. Do, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Um, I'll try and say this as gently as possible. Sometimes when we get home, we don't make the best decisions of what we do with our time. And so what we're asking God to do is, God, when I get home, help me to live my life as, as uh, I should. Maybe we turn on the TV and we watch a show we have no business watching. Maybe we get on the computer and we make clicks that we have no business clicking. And so we spend that time on the way. Look, God, when I get home, I am so tired right now. Would you just fill me with strength and help me be the dad I need to be to my kids, the mom I need to be to my kids, the spouse I need to be. God, would you help me not be led into temptation? God, would you help me as I step through the wonderful doors of social media and I get to see all the wonderful, uh, really thoughtful um, and well-crafted thoughts of the rest of the planet? Uh, would you help me to just know when to turn that off before I get angry? 
uh, whatever it is, you know, um, can you help me not wish I had their life, <laughs> you know, as, as you spend time on it. Deliver us, uh, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Look what this next one says. I will set no worthless thing before my eyes. Well, that's, I can think of two social media applications. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not fasten its grip on me. You say, wow, that's really hard language. But think about this. Think about everyday life. I'm not even talking about too much violence or too much sexuality or whatever. We are bombarded every day, every second with a culture that says you need more. You need that. You need that. Your other one works, but ugh, that's terrible. I, like the, I saw some paint chips on it. That's, you don't, that's no good for you. It's all day long and it's just a worthless um, uh, voice in our lives. And to be able to pray, God, when I get home, can, maybe tonight would you just teach me just to shut it all down and just to sit? Uh, go ahead to the next one. No temptation is overtaking you, but such is common to man. And God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also so that you will be able to endure it. That is a beautiful verse. God, as you drive home and you begin to uh, just ask him to make wise decisions, God, as I just face the different temptations, maybe I'll have a temptation to fly off the handle because I've had a long day. Maybe I'll have the temptation to just fall asleep and not do any chores. Maybe I'll have the temptation, would you help me to get through that? I know that you can do it. You provide a way of escape. Let's go to number seven. End my day with truth. End my day with truth. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I'm super guilty of this. I'll end my day having my mind filled with something that's not truth. It might be, I mean, again, it doesn't have to be evil, but it might be a movie. It might be an article. It might be a whatever. And it's just waste and that's how I end my day. But if I can remember at the end of my day, because remember, I'm starting in the morning with gratitude. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna to start my day with gratitude. That if I can remember at the end of, the, te- at the, end of the, the day, yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let's go to that next one. The fear of the Lord prolongs life. <laughs> The fear of the law, law, Lord prolongs life. As we fill our mind with his things, as we spend our day focusing on him, I, science even shows we are calmer, our stress levels go down, anxiety goes down because of the fear of the Lord. So let's look at uh, this next one and we'll just go through them. And you can just keep going. Yeah, get up with gratitude. Bless God's name at breakfast. Remember what matters most. List my needs at lunch, ask for forgiveness in the afternoon, ask God to help me make wise decisions. Oh, and my with truth, uh, day. Okay, there, there we go, just in case you're wondering. So if you guys want to take a picture of that, you can, uh, we'll keep it up there. But as the worship band comes forward, um, what we typically do is we take a, just a little bit of time to just reflect on some of these things. These things. And maybe for you, maybe all your lunches are taken up in business meetings and you can't put that one in it. But I just encourage you, if you can't do all seven, to pick maybe three, five that you can do, that you can say, okay, look, I'm going to start to do this. Like, especially for me, I want to get up with gratitude. Like, that's one thing that I really want to 
make sure I do. Um, and so maybe I just pick that one. And maybe just for the next three days, I, I don't do these other ones. I just go, uh, my goal is to get up with gratitude and then maybe end my day with truth. Those things, I've got to bookend my day. And then we be, just begin to add either one. Here's what I know for a fact. God, your heavenly father, your Jehovah Jireh, your Jehovah Rapha, your Jehovah Shalom is going to meet you in these things. And you know, we, we, it's made kind of silly, list my needs at lunch, get up with gratitude. It's like, uh, I'm telling you, it works. I'm telling you, God doesn't care about onomatopoeia or whatever that's called when you do that kind of stuff. Um, but he's gonna meet you there. So let me pray for us and we'll end with one last song and then we can wrap it up. Lord God, we're so thankful for your goodness to us. Um, Lord, I pray that whether it's these things or some other routine that we have that we know we're going to be doing every day, I pray we would insert at that time ways we can communicate with you. Whether we are asking for forgiveness or we're asking for a need to be met or we're just asking that you'd open our eyes to all the things we should be grateful for. Lord, we invite you into our day, every day. In Jesus' name, amen.